So Michael Myers Minute, where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween one minute at a time. I'm your host, Robert Black. We are still in Annie's car as Minute 55 begins. She has been struggling for nearly half a minute. I imagine that under the mask, Michael has not broken a sweat. Annie has tried the horn already, at first seemingly by accident, then on purpose. From the novelization, it blared loudly in the night for a long moment, then the knife plunged into her belly. Not so much the belly in the film, but before we really get to Annie's final moments of life, we have a guest. International woman of mystery, Allison Grimm. Welcome, Allison. Hello. Hello. Oh, my husband now, says you... hi. He needs some help. Just <laughs> Tell a second. Tell him hi. <laughs> Chris, say hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> anyway. I didn't know you were recording. No. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I'm do you excited want... to be here. Guess questions up front, or you want to save them for later? Ooh, I'll take them up front, sure. Okay. Well, two of them. One of them does come up later. Okay. But number one is the classic now. Have you ever murdered anyone, or do you plan to? I can't. I mean, never say never, right? I mean, I've had a couple fugue states. You know, I've I've drank tequila, so I mean, I don't know if I've ever murdered anyone. I'm going <laughs> to... If my boss is listening, the answer to that is definitely no. Um, but I can't say for sure. As far as the future goes, again, I don't like to make proclamations like that. Never say never. <laughs> Chris just poked his head around the door and gave me a look. I probably won't murder my husband. I'm not sure if it's a, if it counts as murder if you don't remember it. Yeah. I like that. I am pretty sure that's that's technically legally correct. What well, it's, it's you still can quote a crime. him in court on that. It's like negligent homicide or something. But oh, you still go to prison. It's just not Probably. actual murder. Yeah. Uh, now, question two. Before we get into talking about it for a while, what is your history with the movie Halloween? So I I don't remember watching it for the first time. Um, it it's a movie that was kind of always in not only my cultural consciousness, but my mom's a really big horror movie fan. So I grew up watching a lot of movies that I should not have been able to watch. Same. So I, I don't remember the first time I saw Halloween. <laughs> and also continuing with that, um, I remember my mom and I went to our local drive-in in 2002, and the double feature that we saw was uh, the Halloween Halloween Resurrection, the one with Buster Rhymes. Yeah. And the movie that played before it was the Crocodile Hunter movie. <laughs> it was it's an interesting double feature. Yeah, yeah. So, I I haven't actually seen most of the sequels. Okay. Uh, but like I said, Halloween, I I've never, you know, remembered not knowing about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I saw part of the second one filmed, as I've said on the show many times, and. Mm-hmm. At that point, I already had knowledge of the first one, mm-hmm. and I was five. So, yeah. Is that Michael and Myers the... closing doors in the background there? No, we just have very noisy doors, but that's easy to edit out as long as I remember not to talk as they happen. Oh. Well, if you have no- noisy doors, nobody can sneak up on you and murder you. True. True. No one will sneak in here. Um, 
Wait, so when would that have, like, when you were a young child or just... Oh, yeah. Um, you saw so many movies, you don't remember any of them. Yeah, I don't remember. I, you know, it must have been around, like, 1990. You had a drinking problem? I had a drinking problem. I was four, yeah, I had a drinking problem. <laughs> Very <laughs> I was really deep into the milk. <laughs> uh, question three will come to later, because it's okay. about something specific that happens in this minute. It's not that exciting. It just happens to relate to something in the minute. Okay. So don't get your hopes up. If it's whether I've seen Forbidden Planet, I figured out that I have not seen Forbidden Planet, and I'm upset about that. So ah. I'm going to watch it later this week. I watched it in preparation for this podcast. Nice. Because it's on all through, the mov- all through the movie. It's that and um, The Thing, like the original. Yeah, yeah The Thing from Another World. Yep. Yeah. Now, second two, Michael brings up the knife, and we're outside the car again. Mm-hmm. And I should have made this your question three, because I'm curious now. Which one of the girls is your favorite? Um, Since we're about to lose one, you know. I mean, probably Annie, honestly. Like, she's her dad's a cop, and she's still smoking weed. It's my kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, she does what she wants. Yeah. But she's also around. nice cooking in her in her underwear yeah she's nice yeah watching the movie over the years i was like i think i focused more on like the fact that she uses laurie to like get rid of Lindsay so she she can go pick up paul Mm -hmm. but if you go back to their drive to the babysitting thing she's actually concerned when laurie starts talking about how she wants to go to the dance and likes ben tramer and and he's a nice person yeah yeah i think she she, cares she's just yeah she's genuine affection for laurie they're just two different people right that's just her personality how do you think they met? Like, do you think they're friends that have been friends ever since they were, like, in elementary school? Probably. That, yeah. So that explains Especially why this, they're so different. this movie but... plays, well, all the Halloween movies play Haddonfield like it's a fairly small rural town. Oh, yeah. So they've Depending probably known each other their whole lives. Depending on the source, it's fairly close to Chicago and wouldn't be that rural, but mm-hmm. still, it's a small town. They grew up going to the same schools. They went mm-hmm. to that same elementary that Tommy goes to now that we saw earlier. Yep. Yeah. They've known each other forever, and it's like, whether or not they should have been friends, they became friends just by proximity, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And they've just remained friends. Yeah. Yeah. Who else are they going to be friends with? Right? Did you see the other girls in the classroom? They looked bored and boring. <laughs> yeah, there's not really, uh, you don't really get to get to know any of their high school classmates or anything, because no. it's just a small cast. Not well, really. we get, yeah, the three of them, and then bob and we don't really get to meet paul no paul he's the uh well he's the one is he no he's the luckiest character in the movie up until he shows up well he doesn't show up oh no that's right no you're right paul is annie's boyfriend that's right i was thinking of the other boyfriend yeah no paul is the lucky one yeah Yeah. (laughs) the real winner in this movie is paul or, or actually, I think the real winner is Danny back in 1963 because he got to have a nice quickie and then didn't get killed. Oh, that's true. Paul doesn't even get to get to have the sex. Yeah. Danny has, like, the ultimate, like, I missed the train that morning story, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I got out of the bedroom right before she was murdered by her little brother. Mm-hmm. When Michael could have just gone in and, like, put a spear through them both. Mm-hmm. But no, he had to punish the female sexuality. That's right. Mm. Patriarchy. That's what Michael represents. He does represent the faceless <laughs> patriarchy with its big old phallic knife. 
that's why he's Captain Kirk. You know, the mask. It's Captain mm-hmm. Kirk turned white because Captain Kirk was a womanizer. It all makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, the classic, like, utilitarian uh, onesie. Um, yeah, the mechanic overall is yeah, so... Yeah, the coveralls, yeah. That's just another 1978. Symbol of you don't catch a woman wearing that, you know. Mm-hmm. She's making a political statement if she's wearing that. So, That's yeah. right. He's the man. And Jamie keeping these girls down. the best of him. But spoilers. <laughs> sort of. Sort of, yeah. Kind of, sort of. Spoilers for 1978. <laughs> it's like when people are mad and threads about Star Wars. I'm like, I can't spoil a 35-year-old movie. I'm sorry, dude. Darth Vader is Luke's father. What? Princess Leia's his sister. What? <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to be mad on the internet. <laughs> this is where we spoil every film. Rosebud is the sled. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of other good ones. Yeah, there's that shirt was... that has a whole bunch of them on it. Blanked. It's great. I got nothing. I was gonna say Lori is Michael Myers' sister, but uh, I guess they they are retconning that in the new. They movie? have here at the Michael Myers minute. We subscribe to her being his sister. I think so too. <laughs> like, so I so... exist on the internet, so I can be that way. <laughs> um. I, I guess I haven't listened to enough of the podcast to get to um to, to know, so I apologize if you've talked about this before. But do you think when they shot the first movie that they had that in mind? Or do nope. you think that wasn't? It wasn't? They did not. They did not? That, okay, is this, is this that came from, they were making a sequel, which uh-huh. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill did not want to do. I knew that, yeah. They would rather have been involved than not be involved once it was happening. Yeah. And then John Carpenter basically stayed up late. And drank a six-pack of beer every night while doing so hmm. to write a script that basically was what became Halloween 2. A series of murders of people unrelated to the story. Extremely like 80s brand new people characters. In, hosp- in a hospital. Yeah. And then throw in the sister angle because you, if you're making a sequel, you have to add a twist. Right. That's one of the things that <laughs> I should complain now. Um, mm. People on Facebook groups that love the new movie. Okay. Will go off on like anyone who doesn't like the new movie isn't a real fan, and then in the next thread you'll see that exact same person talking about how like the sister angle was always bad and five and six ruined the franchise. Hmm. I'm like, so your definition of true fan yeah, right. is what exactly? <laughs> Internet people are so wild. Like my thing is, the movies they made were the first, and the second made them like the sister story. Mm-hmm. Third one, you know, was its thing. Fourth, fifth, and sixth had a storyline that, while not the best movies, still worked. Mm-hmm. And that's what existed. I'm like, at that point, why do you erase things that exist Yeah, when you can add to them? Like, you don't even have to talk about them, just don't negate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do something subtle that says, like, hey, we're recognizing the existence of this thing, but we're making it better. Like... In the new one, the, it, and it was in the trailer, if you haven't seen the movie, so it's already there. The teenagers, like someone says, yeah, I heard that he was their sister, or he was her brother. And they're like, no, that was just a rumor. They could have oh, just said, really? yeah, I heard that too. You know, mm-hmm. acknowledge that maybe it's true. Yeah, but it's not. But it doesn't have to be, rather than say, oh no, that movie doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. 
Because instead they're going for a Michael Myers that's supposedly this awful thing when he only killed five people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Total? It, it does kind of feel personal. Yeah. But then the plot of the new movie is not him going after Laurie. Okay. That's where I he see, ends yeah, up. I haven't seen the new one yet. The, the plot is sort of the opposite. She wants to go after him. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. She's hoping that he escapes at some point so she can kill him. I see. Which yeah, would be great if they bothered to explore the psychology of that, but they just yeah. kind of throw it in there as a, like, shallow Hollywood psychology. Hmm. Yeah, I... I'm not sure why I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. Just hasn't... The timing hasn't worked out yet. Yeah. So I'm looking it forward happens. to it. <laughs> You're too busy being a guest on a lot of podcasts. This is true. <laughs> it takes up a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. Just wait till your own podcast premiere, and then you take up even more of your time because you're just thinking about them constantly. I mean, I'm thinking about Jeopardy constantly anyway, so... Right. So you might as well talk about it's it. Fine. I might listen. as well talk about it on the internet. Like, your husband doesn't listen anymore to that, I'm sure. No. no. He ignores it. He hasn't he listened to my it. Dave episodes from last week. I thought they were really good. They were. And I can say that because he's probably not going to listen to this. We'll probably mention it at the end, but in case we don't, listeners, she's talking about Dave Made a Minute, which is the other podcast that I have produced. That he that outsources. A lot of, yeah, outsource a lot of the work <laughs> to other podcast hosts. And Allison has been on four, no, five episodes of that five so far, episodes. and she's got one more coming. Oh, no. Yeah, five so far. Yeah, yeah five wow. so far and one more later. Yeah, because we pitched in whenever you had openings. Yeah. Well, Liz volunteered us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, is this explicit? Yes. Okay, cool. We're talking about a horror film. I know, but that still, openly discusses, you know... trust me, things I read from the novelization about, like, sex and stuff mm -hmm. are, have been somewhat, yeah, it's adult. I've never read the novelization. It's okay. You don't have to. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, I might. It, it's, it's also hard to find. It's it, the novelization it, of the script, right? Like the script wasn't based on a book. I no, the the script came was original. The novelization okay. I assume came from an early draft of the script, mm -hmm. and I don't know how much of the other stuff was added for the book or came from a version of the script that they just cut. Because mm -hmm. I've never been able to find information on that. Because there's a whole thing about a Celtic kid in the past that killed a girl he liked and her new her lover, and. So Michael hears voices in his head, and it's a whole complicated thing that what? is too much. I mean, so it's a good I like thing it because it's cute now, because it's from uh, the 70s. I, just, I wish you could see the face I'm making right now. <laughs> if you want, go back and listen to Minute 3. You'll hear the prologue to the novel, which is all about this teenage Celtic kid, Enda, who loves the daughter of like the chieftain. And so it's Michael Myers, her. like possessed by this sort of oh yeah. wow that's stupid it is but if it's there i'm like okay i could watch a movie I could, if that was the movie in 1978 it probably still would have been entertaining oh yeah i watched so like many movies through the 80s it'd shit, be fine yeah. mm -hmm. and it ties really well into the stuff they add in like five and six with the cult of the thorn so mm -hmm. it's fine I bet there's, I bet there's like weird psychosexual stuff going on there in terms of Michael. Like, do you like do you see anything from his perspective in the book? Yes, there are passages about like 
what he's feeling when he's looking at like Annie when she takes her clothes off because she gets the butter all over her and yeah yeah oh I bet that's really uncomfortable like Carol Clover when she talks like she wrote a book about slasher films men Mm -hmm. women and chainsaws and a big part of the slasher film is the psychosexual fury which Michael doesn't necessarily have I mean, sure, he killed his sister after sex, but we don't necessarily get the impression it's because of the sex. That's something we read into it. Mm -hmm. And I think John Carpenter has even said, like, he doesn't intend Halloween to be about, like, Michael killing the whores and saving the virgin, you know? No, sex just happens to be the thing that distracts them. Lori's paying attention because she's Mm -hmm. the only one left and she has two kids to take care of. Yeah. So it's not that she's the virginal one. In Mm -hmm. fact, Jamie Lee Curtis in one of the commentary tracks says she assumes Lori has had sex. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it's not supposed to be that. That's something we read into it, and that's something that later slasher films turn into like dogma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That this is what a slasher film is about. You have sex, you're the one who's going to die. If you don't have sex, you're going to survive. So I I recently rewatched Halloween a couple weeks ago, like before Halloween, okay. and I googled something which I should not have googled. Uh, it was was Michael it slash fiction? No, it was Michael Myers' anime. Oh. So it was a lot of, like, cutesy, deviant art style, like, mm-hmm, romantic mm-hmm. art of Michael yeah. and Laurie. Yes. So not only is it the whole, like, predator-prey thing, but if you su- subscribe to the, you know, she actually is his sister theory, then it's it's incest as well. Uh-huh. Which is so, so deviant art. <laughs> like, no, I... One of them just needs to be a furry. I I have two responses to that. One, there is a person on Instagram that I follow as Michael Myers Minute that I am tempted to ask if she'd be a guest. Okay. But I'm afraid of how the conversation might go because she is very attracted to Michael Myers and draws pictures of a character version of herself having sex with him. And it's fascinating. I want to hear more. There's a lot to unpack there, but I feel yeah. like she should probably do it with a therapist. There's that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing, because you said you looked up anime, I, I assume you found slash fiction. Oh, yeah. I read an amazing story about how Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees got together in the 90s to raise Michael's kid after Aww. Halloween 6. And it was great. That's so cute. Because neither of them talk, so they're, like, writing things in, like, the dirt with their knives. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable. That's adorable. Oh, I like that. At least they're finding love with other serial killers and not like the women that they hunt and kill. That's that's that's, that's weird. exactly. Let's get rid of the patriarchal mm-hmm. misogyny stuff of the exactly. killing. You know, we don't need the knives being phallic symbols that kill women. Yeah. You know, have a good time with each other. Mm-hmm. At some point, we should talk about the content of this minute. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, can we talk about how I'm so terrified of being killed that way? Like, I, the the trope of the person getting into the front seat of the car and there being somebody behind them and them not oh, knowing yeah. it is one of like the scariest things to me. Oh yeah, the 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 ninety or the eighties. Like as a kid, we were always looking in the back seat because of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then they did it more of that in the fourth one where he actually oh. was in the backseat and just went for the ride. 
Like he didn't even kill the person. He was just That's using the, them as a ride to the house. Like you see him, he's hanging onto the bumper on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then she's, it's, what is it? 35 seconds between when he grabs her and when she falls on the horn. There's a, there's a lot of emoting that happens so, in that yes. 35 seconds. A lot of screams and weird noises. And then finally he brings out the knife. And it's she, hard to like, see because the fogged up windows, but yeah, she extremely dies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a death as expressive as that, except for when like an eight year old boy is pretending to have been shot. <laughs> Wait, in what? Like, or you mean just in play? Just in general. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, when oh. did you shoot an eight year old boy? <laughs> I told you, I don't remember. <laughs> Like, if the little kids are playing together and they're playing, like, cowboys or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you got me. And all that, yeah. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Very We're not dramatic. talking about December 24th, 1997, okay? <laughs> I'm going to Google that date later. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve. I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the gun was real because mm -hmm. um, I was drunk. I was a tequila, what can I say? <laughs> so yeah, second three, the knife slides quickly across her throat and we get a musical stinger. We're three seconds in. Now, I do have a bit from the novelization here, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, it says, she could actually hear her mind contemplating the length and coldness of the long blade as it penetrated, but she didn't really feel any pain. The terror and resignation had made her impervious to it. She knew she was dead, and in her last moment, she was aware of a blend of surprise and regret that the event could be so peaceful and undramatic. She wished she could have said a proper goodbye to her parents. She wished she understood her father's warning to be careful. She wondered if she'd be reborn and get a second chance to be careful. The light faded, and the last thing she heard was the car horn. That description of the knife is pretty phallic. <laughs> Contemplating the length and coldness, yeah. Mm -hmm. As it As penetrated. It penetrated. Yeah. Length and in the and novel, coldness. it's going into her belly, so it's like even more of a phallic thing than across so it's the like, throat. So it's like how Tommy Wiseau has sex in the room. <laughs> right into the stomach. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. Yes. <laughs> That's not how you do that? Huh? Mm. I've got some bad news for you. Oh, no. Wait, don't you have kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder where that, how that happens. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, second 11, her head lands on the horn. 35 seconds since Michael grabbed her. Mm. And then we get to, you already mentioned, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet, yes. The kids are watching it. Lindsay is engrossed. Yeah, now in the commentary, John Carpenter says the Forbidden Planet's footage is out of sequence. This is John Carpenter being an old man who doesn't remember things. <laughs> because the IMDb goof about this also says it's out of order. It's not out of order. Really? As I mentioned in a previous minute, this the previous time we hear Forbidden Planet footage, the announcer on the TV says, here's a preview of what's coming up next. Oh. So it was actually a preview of a later minute. So it's out of sequence deliberately. It's part yeah. of the... Horrorathon. That was in minute 51. It was specifically a preview of things to come. Mm -hmm. Now, in the novelization, they're watching Creature from the Black Lagoon. In the script, they're watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers. 
In the film, they're watching Forbidden Planet. Is there a reason for that? Um, I don't know about Creature from the Black Lagoon or Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I haven't thought about it. I've talked before about Forbidden Planet and um, was it John Char- John Kenneth Muir's a description of Michael as Laurie's id, mm. because Forbidden Planet is a, like a take on the Tempest, where the guy's id takes over mm-hmm. and is its own monster that goes around killing people. Okay, I wasn't sure if like they weren't able to show you know creature from the Black Lagoon for whatever reason, or if it could just be something like that. It could be. I mean, it could be why they didn't go with that one in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or the script says Invasion of the Body Snatchers, so why didn't they use that one? Mm-hmm. Wait. Wasn't Invasion of the Body Snatchers only like two years old at this point? Like, yeah, that, that's, that's why they don't use that one. That's, yeah, that's why. Um, it's probably what they were watching as they wrote the script. No, I think they wrote the script right before, not long before this was made. So you're saying time travel was involved and they were watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers on Blu-ray. Yeah. And then they couldn't take the Blu-ray back in time because you have to go back naked for Terminator rules. So they had to murder all these people. Yeah. Yeah. And we see here that Tommy's comics are not what Laurie said they were in the dialogue. They are Howard the Duck comics. Mm -hmm. Because they're laying on the couch here. I, um... I think it was like the IMDb trivia page said that the comics that he's reading aren't real. And I I thought it said something about how they used Howard the Duck comics. And like, I interpreted it as like they gave it a different cover. But no, because we never saw the covers when she was looking at them. We oh, saw the so back. Okay. Here, because they're laying on the couch, you can see the cover. And specifically, the one we see is Howard the Duck issue 26 from May 1978. So it is a brand new issue when this movie was made. Mm. which is about Howard being abducted by a circus and he's forced to do really bad stand-up comedy while they steal money from circus goers. It's not really connected to Halloween. It's just a brand new issue of the comic that probably someone on the set had, or maybe even Tommy had. Mm-hmm. I haven't had yeah, a chance to a try to get an interview with Brian Andrews yet. I did meet him, but oh, cool. I haven't gotten an interview. You didn't ask him specifically about Howard the Doc? No, I asked him specifically him. about his costume. Uh-huh. Because that was the thing I was obsessing about. And I think I knew more about it than he did. Really? Yes. He was, sure he it remember. was an outfit he yeah. wore for a couple of days in 1978. He didn't remember. He doesn't care. Yeah, it's not like... Well, was he one of the ones who bought it? Because I know like Jamie Lee Curtis bought her own costumes. It, it may, well, he, he said it was... He thought it was given to him. Okay. Yeah, so he didn't even put the thought in it to buy right. it. So. And he said he thought it was a Space 1999 costume, which... Anyone who cares knows that the belt he's wearing is a Space 1999 thing. The costume is nothing like the Space 1999 costumes. And listeners, you can go back many minutes ago. I had a very long, obsessive Google searching over many days, looking up costumes and science fiction costumes from the 70s to see what it could be, and eventually settling on a, a simplicity homemade pattern that matches the costume. Are you pushing up your glasses right now, nerd? Yeah, I am. <laughs> and, and in this minute, you can see that his hood and slash helmet from his costume is sitting on the pillow on the couch. Hmm. So that probably confirming that I'm right about the simplicity pattern. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody who actually worked on the movie can confirm that for you because they now, don't remember. Now, if we're prepared to announce that we are doing the room minute, uh-huh. it's worth asking have you seen Howard the Duck? I have not. No, we're talking about bad movies. 
I know, I should... Oh, oh, no, 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 never mind. Uh, did they do a remake? Did they do one recently? They didn't do a remake, but Howard the Duck does make a cameo on the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's right. Um, you know, I've seen part of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. It's actually not that bad mm-hmm. when you look at it, like, now. At the time, it sucked because everyone wanted something good yeah. to come out of, like, Lucasfilm. I was getting it confused in my head with Duckman, which is it not the same no. at all. <laughs> it's entirely different. Yeah. There's only so much room in my brain for duck-themed properties. And that that was actually my question for you for the guest questions was about Howard the Duck, whether or not oh, you've was seen it? it. Or Forbidden Planet, which you already answered that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm really mad at myself that I haven't seen it. I have to fix that. Forbidden Planet still holds up pretty well, I think. Better than The Thing from Another World does. I know that Anne Francis stars in Forbidden Planet. Wow. I know that because of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the... Yeah. Yeah, second 22, we get Forbidden Planet. The captain is talking on the radio. A lot of boring science fiction stuff. Mm. About reverse polarity and whatnot. Telling all his men to wear sidearms. Which is useful advice for this movie, actually. That people Yeah, right? <laughs> Those kids should listen to him. And second 33, we, we see the kids paying attention. Lindsay is into it. She yeah. is just like... I mean, you see it earlier with her, too. She's just total zombie. Right, she will just stare at that thing. Man, she's going to be so great when she has a smartphone. <laughs> this is she's why she prepared. grows up to be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> She doesn't even notice when Tommy gets up. Like, I he's know. so deliberate about it, too. Like, you can tell he's being really sneaky, but he's a little kid. Like, yeah. little kids are the opposite of subtle. It's like, oh, you're sneaking away. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's an obvious thing. But yeah, yeah, she doesn't notice. Now, an interesting note on this scene. I actually know when this scene was filmed. When was it filmed? It was filmed May 16th, because I have a photograph of Tommy and Lindsay, and I haven't figured out which like assistant cameraman or whatever it was, but a guy holding the slate with the date on it. Oh. Over by the window. Cool. So this scene was filmed May 16th, which would have been right about in the middle of production. They started the first week of May, and it was like 19 days of production. So So it was a really short production, if you know that. And so this was middle-ish of the production. Now, yeah, second 45, we see the kids. Second 46... Tommy gets up and slowly sneaks away from the couch. He he doesn't even sneak very well. He jumps over the arm yeah. of the couch. <laughs> that is not how you sneak. Lindsay is just useless at this, man. Do you think yeah. she'd even notice if she got killed? No, not until after. That's not how that works. Mm. So no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, he could have gotten up more inconspicuously and like walked away and like sneak around behind the couch instead mm-hmm. he jumps over the edge of it yeah which seems really obvious he's so so obvious about it and then he goes to the window and the second 58 he ducks behind a curtain and the minute ends so any other notes for this minute there wasn't a lot here most of what we said was had nothing to do with it what was he planning to do back there though like it's not like she was gonna was he going to make noise and wait for her to like come back and look and look at him? Because I don't think anything would have gotten her away from the TV screen. 
Well, we'll have to find out next minute. I suppose. To see what his plans are. Mm. I mean, maybe he's gonna. Maybe he's going to kill her. We don't know. Oh, he might. He could grab that statue from the table by the door. He's just hiding back there so he can kill her. I mean, it's not like he'd have to distract her or anything. That's that's already taken care of. Yeah. And her parents probably wouldn't even notice she's gone. Because she just sits and stares at the TV. Yeah. I've still got Dave made a maze on the brain. So I'm thinking, like, he's going to kill her and eat her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As one does. Uh, That's what you do. If you kill someone, you have to eat them. It's. I'm pretty sure it's in the Constitution. I think then it's not murder. Because then it's just hunting. As long as you have a license. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think that would fly in court? No. <laughs> I, not at all. I was planning to use all parts of the body. <laughs> it's like, did you make any leather out of their skin? Yes, uh, I did. Well, that that's in your favor. Check out my nice new coat. <laughs> What did you do with their hair? I gave it to the poor for a wig. (laughs) Merkin. That too. That's useful. (laughs) It's the 70s. You might need one of those. It's the 70s. Now I want to write a story about a serial killer who takes people's hair and makes merkins out of it. Like like a fashion designer who is a serial killer. Everything they make is just made from people. Yeah, but it's like... Every piece is like super one of a kind and unique, and you it's know like it, it's like it's like Hannibal, you know, making the dip, the, the different dishes out of the people he kills. I was thinking like a remake of like Motel Hell. See, there it was poor oh. people just running a diner. Now it's mm-hmm. rich person Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess that is all for minute fifty-five. I suppose, yeah. No, no other cannibal notes for this minute. So, Allison, how may the listeners stalk you? Uh, so, my buddy Liz and I will soon be starting a weekly podcast about the TV show Jeopardy. You can follow us on Twitter for updates as we get closer to production and eventually going live with the podcast. Uh, so, we are at Potent Podables. It's P O D A B L E S on Twitter. And we'll have a Facebook group and everything soon, too. But right now, Twitter's where the magic's going to happen. <laughs> I haven't really thought that through. You haven't know? thought that far ahead yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Um, as for me, uh, Michael Myers Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com, including the aforementioned Dave Made a Minute. And the upcoming The Room Minute. You can stalk me on Twitter and Facebook at Myers Minute or Instagram Michael Myers Minute. Or join the Facebook listeners group 45 Lampkin Lane. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a nice review if you like what you hear. Or if you don't like it, you know, leave a bad review. I don't care. And if you really like what you hear, you can join the Thorn Cult by donating through Patreon at patreon.com slash Myers Minute. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh?